Yeah, I never do really well with uh, with Lego instructions. I just you gotta... can make cooler stuff. Well, I, I mean, I still want to make I still want to make stuff, but mm -hmm. like I want to make the thing they want me to make, but I don't want to go through the process of like <laughs> figuring out like how they want me to make it. Right? I don't. Yeah. I don't need that. We're recording, by the way. Oh, we are. Yeah. Oh man. I didn't know that. <laughs> Wow, we're thirty seconds in. Right? Yeah, we got we got we covered a lot of ground riveting, on Legos. Yeah, yes. I thought that would be a fun way to start. I told you I was going to do it. Last, I told you I was going to do it last time. Yep. And so I did. So we got to make a trailer one day. You think so? Yeah. I thought you don't, but you don't like theme songs either. No, no theme song. No, I don't think so. <laughs> like, okay, I need you to explain to me. No. Oh, I mean, I have a piano at home. We can just bang on the piano and make our own music. Can and you, then can can you play the piano? Mm, poorly. Why, so can I <laughs> from a financial standpoint no it's so, a real piano yeah from a financial standpoint yeah, yeah. no so we could do something I could make up a jingle you think so mm -hmm. did you do that when you were in a in the 90s or yeah, early 90s in the 90s never wrote a jingle no that's surprising on your wrote, resume like, rock songs that you alternative rock songs yeah it was that was a label back then alternative alternative rock yeah because it wasn't played on the radio yet until Nirvana came around. Mm. That changed everything. So I got a couple things we can talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. That's very good really, bourbon, yeah, first of all. Not too bad, huh? Yeah. What's we have good neighbors. Yep. That's... Good bourbon makes good neighbors. I think that's a poem by Robert Frost, isn't it? Is it? No, it's good fences. <laughs> it's, um, it's, good, it's good fences. Good fences. I like how you had to make it known that you did know what the actual poem was, though. I didn't have to, did I? It felt like you did. Uh, am I getting braggy? No, not, that's okay. not what I meant. I just thought it was funny that you were like... I just not know if you knew the reference. Oh, no, I did. You did, okay. Yeah, I don't know if they knew, though, so it was good that... I, I don't know what it. people know. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll just give you that one. I'll give you that. I don't know what people know. No. Okay, so again, you're yeah. I do have some ideas. So yeah. I'll go through them. and We can talk. And you that can pick like... one. Whoa! You want to pick us? A... Yeah. Okay. I would love like a idea a theme for okay that we'll do right now. Okay. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. Now. Live. Well, one thing I want to do is like actually write a trailer like live. I have to just like write it and like you can see the creative process. How dyslexic people write a trailer. That's such. That's, so that was that's one idea. idea. I think we should do that. It'd be pretty meta. Right. And they got that idea because I'm doing that training by Made by Dyslexia. They have free teacher training. Mm. And I was like, I teach. It's free. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I free pizza because I'm a teacher. I should. You should do, do get free, free training. Why not? Yeah. Right? And sometimes I get free coffee or a box lunch. You know, it's like that's all the perks of being a teacher. Are you trying to get people to go into education? Is that? Yeah. Because the free we, actually we really need more education. <laughs> that's actually a really big problem. That's, I know it is. So free pizza, if anybody. Sometimes. Yeah, and free box lunches. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. So I'm doing that. It's called I don't know what it's called, but it's made by dyslexia, the free, free teacher training. And I started it. You know, it's a finals week. It's pretty crazy right now. So mm -hmm. they broke it all up. It's all um, into like two levels with these different sub levels of sub levels. So you could do one little lesson that's like seven minute video. And then there's like thoughtful questions that, yeah. you know, to reflect on. So I'm doing that and it, it gave me a lot of really cool ideas. Um, and that's why I thought it might be good to do something like that live without really thinking about yeah. it too much. Yeah. Um, so, and it, what I really like about it is it's very positive in nature. So it's uh, their, their goal is that they want to help teachers uh, spot, support and empower people with dyslexia. That's cool. I thought that was great. I like that. And one of the things they said that I've already changed is they, they were like, have uh, multiple and I've, I've always kind of promoted this, but I could do it better 
is having multiple ways of creating an uh, a project or an assignment or an assessment mm. piece. Mm -hmm. So like, don't use um, multiple choice. That's not very good for dyslexic people. Yeah. But let them uh, give an oral presentation. Let them make a you know an animation on it. Or they did that like for that. me at Bellarmine yeah. in some classes where I was like, look, I'm not going to be able to do it this way. And I met with the teacher outside of class, great math professor. And I was like, can I like try to stand up and explain how this equation should work as opposed to like writing out the equation? He's yeah. like, he's like, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's what and I'll give credit to this teacher. I mean, it was fantastic. But um, I think that's a great idea. And yeah. then we tell our we tell our workers to we're like, if you're going to train somebody to do something, tell them the same thing six different ways. Right. Because right. they're going to have to one of them is going to sink in because you have to be adaptive to how they learn. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a lot here. I'm just really encouraged by it. Although I'm just starting it, I'm going to try to do it all this summer. It, they say it's a five-hour course, but we'll see. Mm -hmm. um, Divided into one one-hour lessons or something. That's like really cool. Segment. So I'm doing that. Um, but that was one idea. The other one was we're doing um, more and more with TED, TEDx. Right. And I was like, man, we've never really told that story. And I think it does illustrate dyslexic thinking yes. in, in a way that's pretty unique. Um, so that would be something else. Uh, the other one I was thinking of is like a broad category, like um, relationships with dyslexia. And because we have yes. different people. And I was just even talking with my kids, trying to explain dyslexia to them because they're not dyslexic. That, that would be so fascinating. That, that was another kind of angle I was thinking about. So. What do you want to talk about more about I, the, the, the lesson TEDx and that experience or relationships? I like the TEDx one. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do the TEDx one. And I thought of that because just the other day, and it's becoming more and more common, I have universities reaching out to me to ask really? me how we did TEDx. So how did how, how did it start in your mind? Because you... Yeah. Well, it started with a neurotypical student. Exactly. Quincy. Yep. He's a always hanging out, really fun to hang out with. And we'd watch Ted's, Ted Talks together. And we were just talking and we we're like, you know, it'd be fun to have one here. I don't know how that works. And, mm -hmm. and, and Quincy was like really fired up about it. I wrote it on my whiteboard where I eat, write all my weird ideas. There was so much stuff on there too. Still, there was so much, is so much stuff. Did I tell that. you what happened? No. One time I came back and it was erased. What? All my ideas were gone. Oh. And so I wrote more ideas, everything I could remember. And then it got erased again. And so I talked to facilities and I was like, I, I don't. This is my brain. Is my, You're erasing my brain. This is my office. Can you <laughs> tell the workers not to erase things in people's offices? Yeah, because that doesn't make any sense right. anyway. And then the other day, well, a couple days ago, uh, Gary was using it to write news story ideas for his news story class or whatever. And it, he put really big letters, do not erase. And the next day it was totally gone. And he was like, I wrote do not erase. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Gary, the people who clean might not speak English. Oh. Like, oh. You That's because really sometimes I'm there at 10 o'clock at night and I meet them and not all I've, of them. I've met them before with yeah. the Guatemala yard sale. When we did that, we opened it up to them first at like four in the morning and they would all come in and get to yeah. for free. They get to take whatever right. they want. They're still learning. We English, do that every year at are, the Guatemala yard you know, sale. Just, just, uh, you know, um, just here, just immigrated, you know. Yeah. And oh, they're really, they're job. really nice yeah. people too. Yeah. And that's a good job. So he was, he, he realized that and he stopped getting upset about it because he was right. really upset that somebody would erase that. Not, you know. Gary upset, which is like, which is really like, mild. oh, dang it. <laughs> like a 1950s cartoon. He's like, oh, yeah, no, I, I not like that at all. But okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So 
it was when Quincy graduated that you you would like just I think you just came in the office one day because you would come in all the time. Yeah, we would talk all the time. And just but... start talking. You're actually in my introductory video on YouTube. What? Oh yeah. 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 It's it's really dated. I need to fix it up. But um <laughs> and get cut you out, especially. So <laughs> I'm like in my office and I did like the one where it's time enhanced. Yeah. You know, so it looks like I'm working really fast. Oh yeah, yeah. And I work in... very slow. So I had to do something to make right. it look like I actually do something in my office. <laughs> and then you came in and we're talking. Yeah. And then we, then you leave. Yeah. So that's exciting. I realize I was a celebrity in that. You way. are. You're but so I remember seeing that on your marker board and you and I yeah. talked about it too. And then, but what changed out of like the neurotypical was just like, well, let's, let's go on the website. Right. So let's, that's what I remember. Yeah. Right? We were like, we're, cause we were sitting in your office and we're like, let's go on the website and see what that even looks like. And you had to create an email was like the first thing we had to do. I was like, well, I have a, I'll have a Ted email. We were mm -hmm. kind of thinking forward, which was yeah. weird for us. Um, well, I, you know, I, I was thinking about that. And there was a difference between your approach and Quincy's. Quincy was really, um, really fixated on the location. Mm. And he was like, we need it in Centro. And how are we going to get it in Centro? And he was like, focused on like the building. Really? Yeah. And I was like, do what you got to do, man. Right. You know, figure it out. And you were like, how do we just do it? And we'll mm. just figure out where later. Yeah. That was one of the later pieces. Yeah. We had a lot of it planned and we were like, where are we going to? Yeah. <laughs> and then we're like, where are we going to put this thing? Yeah, I didn't even think of that. And we like, have a theater. First, can we do it? Right. Like, let's try. Because the location doesn't matter if you can't do it. Right. Yeah. And that was a, I thought, I was thinking about that. And I was that like, is that unique. was a very different approach. Yeah. And not trying to get permission and get people like, no. and you were like, well, let's just start. Let's get the first step, right? Let's get the first step done, which was, in my mind, is the email, right? Let's get whatever a TED email set up, whatever it says to do. Create accounts. Create, yeah. Let's do that. And then let's see what the next thing is. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's definitely a dyslexic thing is you learn by action, right? So you take, you take a step in, dip your toe in the water and you're like, okay, well I can keep going in. And then you have to stop. But what's hard about that is I think, and we probably discovered this in Ted some too, is that you're doing a lot of backtracking and running around. Yeah. But that's part of the process, right? You're like, oh, we stepped too far this way. Like, oops. Oh, now we actually need yeah, to go over here. Yeah, we got our application denied two or three times. Yeah. We're like, oh, okay. I'll yeah. Try. Oh, let's. Oh. And then we were like, maybe we should involve. I remember the yeah, most fun that part was we different. involved the rest of the university. And we stepped you, in. You formed a core team yeah, pretty formed, close. Yeah. As soon as it looked like it was going to happen. I formed a core team of like five or six people because mm -hmm. I was like, you're good. at. They're all from the comm department just because that's what I was in. I was like, you're good at this. You're you're good at who who's going to cover the things that Sean and I aren't good at, which right. is most stuff. So who's going to cover that and we'll let them do these parts. And then Sean and I yeah. can kind of. I was thinking about that um, in this training. It's the GCHQ, which is kind of like the UK security and intelligence office. Mm. They actually look for neuro uh, typical, but also dyslexic and yeah. autistic people to be on their team. They really think it's important to find dyslexic thinkers and have them as part of their uh security and mm -hmm. intelligence team i was like i had never seen that that's fascinating yeah so when i was the other day like a university president was like hey can you tell us how you do it i've got a team of 30 I've got a budget of sixty thousand mm -hmm. dollars and we we got to figure this out yeah and so i was talking to them and i was like oh actually we have a really diverse team i mean not just we have international students and we have people of different races and backgrounds, but we also have a neurodiverse team. That's so neat. Which is pretty unique. Yeah. 
And I never thought about that, but that's actually something that is, I think, helps us. That's what got the whole thing started. Yeah. Was having a neurodiversity. Yes. Is like we had the people that could keep track of the rules and regulations at the same time as we had people planning the set design. Right. Right. And we had people that knew the legalities of what to do at TED at the same time that we had people that could film it and do the tech side. Right. Because and all that like could really particular, yeah. really focus. And that's on what you need. I can't. Yeah, I can't do that. And so it was so cool that came together. And then we had meetings. I set up meetings with like Helen Grace Ryan. We met like, you know, the uh, who's now the dean of students. We met with people over across in the Allen building and met with we met with facilities and we just had meetings with them. We were like, look, if we brought this, what would this look like? And this was after our third application rejection. And we're still like, well, we're going to get there. Yeah, eventually so, we'll figure it out. So we might as well have the team in place to get it. That was, that to me, I don't know how it was for you, that like acceptance into TED was very minor. I, I was like, the rest of it, I was like, we're going to get that. Yeah. Even though we kept getting denied, I was like, we're going to get that. Let's get the facilities involved. Let's get the stuff together. Let's figure out our theme. Let's blah, blah, blah. And while while we were waiting for the application process, because I was in my mind, I was like, we're just going to keep and I know that might have not been you, but I was like, we're just going to keep doing. No, that that's how it. I felt, too. It's yeah. So I like, keep trying. Just keep going for it. You think so? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, and I remember when we picked a location, we knew like when you first get a TED license, you can have fewer than 100 people. You can't have more than 100. Yeah. And so Which is that so everyone, everyone was like, go to Crawley, go to Crawley. And it seats 320 or 340 yep. people. And I was like, no, visually, that's not going to work. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't, mm -hmm. I don't want to rope off half the, the, you know, half the it needs to be an intimate setting. Right. And so I was like, we're going to have it in Crawley. And I remember facilities, in, uh, black box, black box theater. What did I say? Crawley. Crawley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the, Hey, that was something else um, that it said, uh, just in the training, dyslexic people have the inability to name a objects quickly and they're bad at instant that's, retrieval oh that's really good i was like oh that's just because i'm a scatterbrain professor yep no i don't think that the term this is this is gonna diverge i don't think the term like scatterbrain we never diverge yeah yeah we stick this to the a theme new thing now so so this is gonna be our divergence episode i don't think the term scatterbrained should even be like a thing because i don't think anybody's scatterbrained i think they're just thinking about different things it's just they're jumping brain or something. I, like I don't know, and I'm not. I'm not even mean that you were being. That I don't think it's derogatory. I just don't think it's describing what's happening well, because I don't think anything is uncontrolled and scattered. I think you're. Whenever you have a scatterbrain thought, right? So whenever you're like, "Oh, I couldn't think of this," blah blah blah, it's because you were thinking of something else. Yes. Right. It's because something else was happening. It's not because nothing was happening. It's not because there was a mess. It's because you went in a different direction when you shouldn't have. So I think maybe like. I don't know, directionally challenged or something like that, because yeah. I think it's frustrating for me because I'm like, no, things are happening with purpose. Whereas scatter to me, it sounds like a bunch of marbles are being dropped on the ground. It's yeah. like, that's not what's happening. Right. You're purposefully going somewhere. You're just doing it at a time that isn't ideal to your surroundings. Right. That's hard for other people to follow. That's exactly right. Yes. But it's not scattered. Right. Because you can understand it. And other people that are non-neurotypical could probably understand how you got there. And if you retraced your steps, and this is a huge, but I was thinking about this uh, just a couple of days ago, because I said the same thing. I was like, oh, I was just being scatterbrained. And it's like, not really. Because if you retrace your steps, you can figure out exactly what happened. And if you scatter something, you can't immediately grab all the marbles and figure out where they came from, right? And drop it on the ground. Right. But yeah. you know exactly where everything was. Yeah. And how you got there. Yeah. Yes. But then you have to explain it. And, it and that's what's, yeah. 
and so boring. I. <laughs> that's exactly yeah, right. I know that. But uh, anyway, that's quick. You can back to what you're saying. Yeah. And, so yeah, I was saying that. Yeah, the black. I know the the calling something by its particular name, like you know, phone. Or the other day, I was telling my daughter to get her drink out of the. I don't know what's called drink cooler, like a chiller. And I was like the chiller. And she was like, you mean the, and she said the proper name for it. I don't even remember it right now. Cooler? And I was like, no, it's kind of like a little fridge with you open oh, it up and it has little drinks in it. All okay. Little sodas and little coffee drinks and stuff in there. Okay. I don't know, but she knew the proper name. I can't recall it right now. And I was like, makes sense. And I was like, and she looked at me weird. Like, like I didn't know the name and I was like, it's dyslexia. I know now, like I'm, yeah. I'm getting trained. With and that. see, that's so exciting. That's helpful. exciting with the more learning of that. You realize that these things aren't. Oh, it's kind of like it's kind of like going to therapy a little bit, where you're Maybe. like, oh, I'm not oh. insane. That's just this is what's happening, right. and it's common for people in my situation, which in our case would be dyslexia. Yeah, to actually, and that's why. And I know this, but it's hard to to remember names of people, mm -hmm. especially if you don't interact with them constantly. Yeah. If I don't interact with things constantly, I can't remember it. Right. So it's like, oh yeah, I learned. That's funny. I'm that with work. I don't actually need to know. I don't think I need to know that much about tires, like deep knowledge about rubber and like tread compounds and blah, blah, blah. So when it comes up in a presentation, I just research it then. And then I'll have to yeah. like sell it to the customer. Right. But I don't just have that like floating around my head. It won't stay. Right. Cause I don't use it. it every stick. Day. I don't use it every day. Right. So. Anyway, yes. um, now we're really now we're really off topic. So Ted. So Ted and the location and we were having meetings and you were like, we have to do the black box because it's a good visual yes. spot. And then facilities, when they found out we wanted to do it in the black box, they freak. They totally freak because they're like, it's not designed for an event like this. It's mm -hmm. designed for theater. And I was like, no, we... You're like, no, it is. Black box. And they're like, no, it, you should have it in Crawley, not in the black box. And I was like, well, I, I disagree. We're going to have it in the black box. <laughs> and um, that's when Angela stepped up. Yes. Which was like... Who's on Bridges podcast. Hoodsma. Oh, yeah. Angela's cool. on there. Yeah. And that's when she stepped in because she is theater and many other things. But she knows like how all that stuff worked, yeah. which I didn't. Like navigating that area is really... It's a different world, yep. theater. And so, man, that was very helpful. So, um, yeah, just doing that. And then our first event, I thought, was pretty good. Yeah. Too long. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I've told people we had, I think, uh, 14 speakers or something like that. It was mm -hmm. a lot of speakers. Um, and then we've been doing it ever since now. We've got, we just did our fourth one. Yeah. And you're not on our group. You you are on the group, <laughs> but you can't I, get back into it. Hold on. It. Let's back up. I created the group. Right. And I can't get <laughs> you into can't it. can't get in. Yeah. And like, can't, I'm doing air quotes, like can't get in is a strong word. I can't figure out how to get in. I bet someone of youth could get me yeah. in. Yeah. I probably could just and add your phone number or something and try to get you in that way. Or did we I, try I'm that? in it. Like I, as far as I you understand, no. Oh. But like, then you're not in uh, it. Other, <laughs> yeah, your, your picture's in it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Other people say that like they see me in it and that's why they think I'm included. Right. I'm not. And well, this is another thing. Um, one of the things that our TEDx is known for uh, in the TEDx community is that we do things that no other people just don't even think of. And that was something that this the university that I met with on Thursday, like they were like, what? Like I'd never thought. Like what? Like, well, like we have our own music 
Oh, right. Right. Yeah. We had Bellarmine students and faculty create an album that we have. So we have a Bandcamp album that yeah. you can download. Um, and that one of one of the things we're doing now, or at least my goal, is to have a music like producer for every That's event great. Yeah. with music that matches the theme from musicians, local musicians, mm -hmm. that they give the copyright to us for that song. And we can use that live. Uh, just little things like that that like you're like oh yeah now it's yeah. obvious well but our first event i was like why aren't we having music on our youtube channel it's just a blank screen and zach's like well, we don't have copyright i was like oh we're gonna oh we're gonna that. get that we'll have that next well, time we're gonna fix that it's and i think that that's and that it's a combination between i think you and i's personality and being not neurotypical is it's like oh we're just gonna do that and it's like oh you can't and it's like no i mean like you just we'll figure it out you just do it yeah right and that's I don't know if that's again. I don't know if that's personality trait or it's if it's a, if it's a, yeah. Because that's how I am all the time, and that's what got Ted created. That any little thing we were like, they were like, oh, we need to put a sign up, and it's like, oh no, we're gonna have like a really cool sign and get like an artist to do it. Who I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. We'll find somebody. Yeah, and, and when they saw our Ted sign, because every year it's a little different. Yeah. And when they saw that, they're like, how do you get away with the the like Ted's really strict. Yeah. And I was like, well. Ted regulates what the outside of the sign looks like, not <laughs> the inside, right? So we found a little loophole so we can have yeah. artists design the inside of our of our events. And yeah. no, one, no one does that because they don't like look closely at the rules. Yeah, and that's what's, we had the people that could comb through it and then we had the people that could find the Yeah, we're like, how do I make solution. this sign different? Yeah. Yeah, figure it out. Is there a loophole? I wonder find who it. should, that's really exciting. I, I like that other people can see that yeah, it and they is, notice it, and they right. think we're breaking the rules. And we're yeah, like, well, technically we're not. No, we're not, and yeah. we would we would definitely be able to argue it as well. Yeah. I can tell you that. Yeah, we have <laughs> Don Klepeek, our law school student now, yeah. who was on our team, so and I just very helpful. We, I don't, I, we were really able to easily, creatively think, right? Like, oh yeah, you got to have music, you got to have that copyrighted. Oh yeah, you got to have facility involved. Oh, well, you're going to have to have admit, you know, admissions involved. You're going to have to have marketing, you know, people involved, and. We're just like, you know, after meetings and stuff like that, that we had, we were easily able to, excuse me, diversify, right. Yeah. And say, this is where these people go. And I think that's where Here's I, your strength, please. Help. I think that's where I was really strong in grabbing yeah. those people. And I think that that's, I think that's a neurodiversity trait as well as like being able to see talent in other people yes. and say, boom, 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 I boom. I think so like, too. Those are the I haven't that gotten that. to that point yet where they talk about that, but they do say that dyslexic people are good storytellers. They think they're good at getting people excited about something. Well, that's, yeah. And they're also good at reading people. Mm -hmm. So the high um, connection with people yeah. when they talk. So I was like, I, I would agree with those. Well, things. that's definitely what both you and I do. I mean, you're a teacher. Yeah. You connect with people every day. And then I have to connect with people. Like that's my job. So and, but, and the other thing too, I was like thinking of even the genre of TEDx, we were talking in earlier podcasts, how much we just like watching like yeah. things and learning things. And they say dyslexic people in the training that we're incredibly intelligent and curious, but we don't learn by reading necessarily. We might yeah. learn by reading, yeah. but we'd rather like see it and do it and learn yeah. that way. And I was like, so Ted is like a great example. We watch the videos, I'm learning something. I'm not being tested on it afterwards in yep. terms of like multiple choices. You just get to false, pick out the pieces. Which I won't do that good on. Exa yeah. But if you like wanted to tell me, explain what you just saw. Oh, yeah, sure. And yeah. Let's talk. You know, this is great. Very different ways of and, approaching. And the medium of, medium of TED is good for us 
in person as well, right? Because it's doing yeah. the same thing. Yeah, and then again, it's problem solving. It's it's figuring out how to do something that seems really complicated. Yeah, and man, and the more I'm in, we've been I've been involved in TED now at some level since 2017. It's crazy, which is a long time for TED community because it's a lot of people do one of go event, in and then be like they never won't ever do it again. again. It's just and a lot. We created it in the very beginning for longevity. Yeah, everything that we put together, we we're like this needs to last yes right we were like well we need it i, I know i keep going back to the email because it's a silly thing but it's like created a ted email right we created a ted email to start off because we were like well we know we're going to need that in perpetuity for doing anything ted right we're gonna have to have a place to put it a place to organize it and we thought that from the very beginning i think i feel like a lot of people are like they're just trying to fill out the form you know i'll put my email in for now and then we'll figure it out and it's like no you got to no. do stuff yeah. create your own you got to create foundations that'll last right and we really did that and i think that's what separated our event from a lot of people's that we had facility, we had a team, we had digital infrastructure, right? We had the form filled out, we had the email, we had uh, phone numbers and contact names listed. A lot of those people have stayed the same over the years. Yeah. Whereas our, I'd say, I was about to say competitors, some of our competitors, but the other people trying to do TED don't. Not all the time, yeah. yeah. Usually there's one person that's trying to do most of it. And that would be crazy. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? The other thing we do is every at the beginning of every school year, we look for um, I, I have uh, two classes that I'm like purposely like in control of as being a design arts and technology director. Mm -hmm. So it's DAT 201 and DAT 401. And so in the DAT 201, I'm always asking and I have Angela Miller teaching that one, our TEDx person. I'm always That's like, awesome. hey, who are the best students who would bring something to the team? Uh -huh. Give me two or three names. And let's invite them but let's warn them it's a lot of work <laughs> and no pay you know <laughs> and so we do and that's how every every year we have two more uh first or second year students joining the team and i'm like okay we need you to be mentoring the you the seniors need to be mentoring and things yeah. like that so that's what jacob's doing now with emily yeah so because he's our he's our switcher studio guy I was like, Jacob, if a media, we say, we call it making your uh, position meteor proof. Yes. So if you get hit with yes. a meteor on the way to TED, can I it like still that. go? Right. So Emily's now being trained for that. Um, yeah. And just other things that we're doing that not a lot of people do is we have our small events, our little salon events. Yes. And we use that as training because it's a light event because it's like a diet TED is what I call it. So it's, it's not big audience it's a smaller audience yeah and if you mess up it's only in front of like you know 20 or 50 people it's not in front of you know 300 people right which our license now allows us to do that um, how much contact on like how much contact in general do we have with the ted like people at actual ted yeah i can email them directly yeah i know that but yeah. i didn't know if they emailed you often or if they they don't uh there are people who email me different things right but, um no there's just a lot of uh online training yeah. a lot of meetings and it's kind of cool because they're eastern standard time so because they're up in new york right which spoils me rotten because i'm on i'm on it like you know what like 11 o'clock yeah in the morning and there are people there and it's 2 a.m. where they are because oh they're all gosh. over the world. You'll right. have like 100 people that have. And you're in a great like, spot for yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's 11. I'm good. I'm like, yeah, I'm, this. yeah, exactly. this is going to be perfect. <laughs> Two in the morning for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> you should move to Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. I think it'd be cool if we did some, maybe tried to bring in uh, some international stuff. Since there are people doing international events, we tried to bring in some international ideas and stuff to our TED. Sure. Oh, yeah. Totally. I think that would be a cool. Well, the reason why we keep it kind of local as local as possible is because um and i don't know people in in louisville i don't know if they realize if they've always lived here 
But when you travel and you tell them you live in Kentucky, they have a certain way yeah. of thinking about Kentucky. That's not always true. Like, oh, Kentucky fried chicken yep. and bourbon, which are two things that most people know and you can find all over the world, which is cool. But um, just our ideas are not our being, culture. Yeah, yeah. And just little nuances that that we are uh, doing really cool things. And so that's why I kind of like that. Um, having, I mean, I wouldn't mind having an international speaker one day, right? But I just think having Kentucky's voice, like being prominently for, presented throughout the world, yeah. is kind of a goal for me. You know, I love that. Yeah, because you know, I'm from Miami. I had certain like what I thought yeah. Kentucky would be when I was a kid, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, I found it to be a much, you know, much more uh, interesting place, like yeah. a, a thoughtful place and a cool place to live. And so, I just kind of want to celebrate that. I love that. Yeah, Ted. Are we running out of time? I think we're almost there. We got about a minute if you want to add a piece. I I think it was really, really exciting and really fun. And I think another thing is you have to, and we do this, you have to have fun with the process. Like there's not a lot of like, especially for the, there's not a lot of like bickering and fighting and things like that that you would have mm -hmm. from something that is like a, a stage related event, right? You know, there's a lot of big personalities and we have a lot of big personalities yeah. and there's not, people are really good at backing off, swallowing their pride, I would say, and saying, let this person do this, let this person yeah. do that. And that's a huge piece Yeah, is we let people birth the cradle or, you know, cradle to grave their stuff. Right. right? Yeah. And we let them do the whole thing. And yeah, I think and that's another huge piece to what we allow in our group culture. Yeah for having big, you know, strong personalities. So we're almost out of time. If anyone wants to see Jacob on stage at TEDx, which you were, you were, yeah. what is it called? Presenter or whatever? You are out. Oh yeah. yeah. Just Google TEDx Bellarmine U and you will probably find a link. There's not many of them out yep. there. Yep. So it should be good to go. Thank right. you. See you right. next week.